What's up, everybody, and welcome in to Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. I'm Jonathan Hood. Glad to have you with us here on the podcast. Don't forget to tell people that Jonathan Hood talks wrestling Tuesday, Wrestling Tuesday, whether it's on the ESPN Chicago app, Apple, SoundCloud, Stitcher, wherever you could find Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. Tell people, share this podcast with people, let them know that Jonathan Hood talks wrestling Tuesday, Wrestling Tuesday. We cover everything in pro wrestling. And, of course, sports entertainment as well. And, oh, boy, this particular podcast will be about sports entertainment as we review Monday Night Raw, the Monday Night Raw after, which I thought was a pretty solid Money in the Bank ladder match pay-per-view from Fort Worth, Texas. Let's talk about it. It's cool to see John Cena back. John Cena's been away, as you know, he's been doing commercials and doing movies. And so it's good to see him back because uh, he was away, he's back, and now it's going to be him against Roman Reigns at some point. And I think that that's fine. I have no problem with that. Uh, Roman is the future, is the present and the future of this company. And after SummerSlam, after other Monday Night Raw and other events, John Cena will go back to Hollywood. As a matter of fact, he's probably going to go to Europe someplace and film some of the movies after SummerSlam. That very well could be the case. Because they have to make Roman Reigns look strong. So, just to see him back and hear the fans just roaring to see John Cena back. A guy that fans could not stand. They were tired of seeing John Cena out there week in and week out. And to see hear the fans um, really get behind... John Cena, as he made his appearance after Roman Reigns defeated Edge, it was great to see because fans have been waiting for something to yell and scream about, and John Cena was there for them. So I thought that that was a cool moment, and now you see him on this past Monday Night Raw, and you're going to see him leading up to SummerSlam. So I think that's great. But I want to talk about something that is problematic for me as a wrestling fan. And that is why Vince McMahon cannot seem to understand what fans want. No matter how much we scream, how much we yell, no matter what we say on wrestling podcasts across the country, North America, and around the world, no matter what is said on social media, no matter how much you support a company, No matter what, the positives and negatives, either way, for some reason, Vince McMahon just continues to go against the grain because he knows better, right? We've heard wrestlers that have been in this company that are now in AEW or they're in Impact or other places, and they say, you know what, Vince would tell me straight up, doesn't matter what the fans think, it's what we think as as a company. And so... I find that fascinating that he's just the audience of one, that it only matters what he thinks. It's not a group of people. It's just what he thinks, and he's just going to go with it. You know what's problematic also for this company? 
is why Vince McMahon hates NXT. Why does he hate NXT? Why does he undermine his own son-in-law? Why does this happen? I'm going to try to give some reasons why this might be the case. I think Vince McMahon looks at NXT and says, well, that's not Raw and SmackDown, so I don't have to be there for the live events. I don't need to watch it because Paul Levesque, Paul's got it. Sean's got it. So those are the next level stars that's going to be coming to the WWE. But you know, that's not how it's supposed to work. You see, he can say that I'm not going to watch and I'll just deal with whatever Paul and Sean do. But it doesn't make sense for Vince to ignore the NXT brand. And then I'm sure Paul and Shawn Michaels, they probably are like, okay, well, here's some guys that's ready for the next level. And they come to SmackDown and Raw and they get buried. They get shit on. And here is what I'm thinking about with Vince McMahon. He probably looks at NXT and says, you know, when you're head-to-head against AEW, you couldn't beat AEW. So what are you averaging? Somewhere in the area of between six and 700,000 people? Now, hey, that's nothing to sneeze at. That's still a good number in today's digital world where everyone is on demand. They're watching digitally. They'll watch when they want to watch. They can be able to sit around and watch five or six episodes and kind of cram them all in at one time. Hey, people watch television or watch shows differently than they used to. But this is the same NXT that had a hard time beating AEW. It's almost like Vince is taking it out on Triple H. Why is this happening? This is my example. This past Monday Night Raw, and as I always say on this podcast, I don't know how you watch three hours of that crap every single Monday. I couldn't do it. This is what this is why God made YouTube or Hulu, or wherever, where I could watch smaller clips of what happened. I could not endure three hours of this every Monday, but God bless you if you do. But Karrion Cross is the NXT Heavyweight Champion. As we spoke on previous podcasts, I understand that Karrion Cross is not a finished product by no stretch of the imagination. I understand that. And he is the NXT Champion. The championship is making Karrion Cross. I've not bought into Kieran Cross yet as far as a great NXT champion. There's been other great NXT champions. I believe Kieran Cross is less than, but he's building towards something as a powerhouse. Some of these other NXT champions that have had the championship have already proven themselves in the Indies or they're a veteran and all these things, right? But Kieran Cross is still a young veteran, a, a young wrestler that is establishing himself, and he's going to be fine. But here's where I don't understand. Why was Karrion Cross against Jeff Hardy? Why? Why did that match take place? And why was that match two minutes? Why did Jeff Hardy go over the NXT champion? Why would you do that? Triple H, Shawn Michaels... William Regal, all these guys that's in this on the NXT brand are trying to build something. They're trying to build something with NXT. So why do you allow the NXT champion to lose against Jeff Hardy? Now, one school of thought is, well, Jeff Hardy is going to be a Hall of Famer, and and so that that's fine. But does Karrion Cross have to lose on Monday Night Raw in a couple of minutes as if he's nothing? 
So if you're an NXT fan and you are have bought into Karrion Cross, you see him on Monday Night Raw, it's like, wow. I mean, Karrion Cross lost in less than a couple of minutes to Jeff Hardy. So do I need to invest time in watching Karrion Cross? Can I believe in him in a matchup, maybe in the future against Samoa Joe or against Johnny Gargano or whomever? Or is he just a piece of crap? Because he was treated like a piece of crap. Now, I understand NXT's not Raw and SmackDown. They're two proven brands. But you don't do that to Karrion Cross. Would they have done that to Finn Balor? Would they have done that to other former NXT champions because they're not on Raw and SmackDown? Why does Vince hate NXT? Why does he do this to NXT wrestlers? World-class grappler, striker. Perhaps the most terrifying aspect of Karrion Cross's game is his intellect. An incredibly intelligent individual now just brutalizing Jeff Hardy. He is intimidated at all by the history of Jeff Hardy. Look out! He's not showing it now. I've never seen Karrion Cross show any emotion, anything close to intimidation. No one will accuse Karrion Cross of ever having a lack of focus. Cross does the intimidating. He's never victimized by it. I own you! You heard him say it, I own you. It's that sense of destiny, right, Corey? He believes he's going to win and dominate every single time. Cross believes he is the personification of Doomsday. Karrion Cross is here to change the game by his own hand. Change of plans, courtesy of Jeff Hardy. And that's the experience, the guile of Jeff Hardy. Yep, that happened. It wasn't just an NXT wrestler. It was the NXT champion that got beat by Jeff Hardy. Why does that happen? So when you go back to watch NXT on Tuesday night, it's kind of like, hmm, that guy that has all this intensity and he's got this championship so we're not supposed to care about him anymore, right? Because he just gets shit-canned on Raw. And then where's Scarlet? Like, the whole pres- presentation was just different. No Scarlet. Is that her name? <laughs> it's like, no sidekick. He just comes out there and just gets his ass whooped by Jeff Hardy. I don't understand. Why does Bobby Lashley win with a spear against Keith Lee? We haven't seen Keith Lee in months. But somehow, Keith Lee is out there. And he's introduced as a hometown guy, which is a lie because Dallas is not Wichita Falls, Texas. You could say, hey, he's a Texan himself and he represents the state of Texas. It's Keith Lee, but he's a hometown guy. Wichita Falls and Dallas are not the same thing, but it's typical WWE, right? And Keith Lee loses. We haven't seen him in months. And so... He runs roughshod over Keith Lee. Here's what happened in that matchup. You just set aside something that could have been a main event, if not on Raw, then definitely on a pay-per-view at some point. Especially if, again, Keith Lee was an NXT guy. He goes to the WWE and Vince likes him initially. Has him take off the singlet so he could have, I think he had shorts on or, or like the tights. Then he gets the singlet with the tights. And then he's off of TV for a while. Like Vince was in love with him. Like, I love this guy because he's a super heavyweight that you know moves around like a cruiserweight as we have saw on NXT. And then he's there for a, week, a few weeks and then he's just gone. And he's like putting cryptic tweets out. 
Like, when is he coming back? And then he does come back, and he gets squashed by Bobby Lashley. So not only do you squash Kofi Kingston, but now you squash Keith Lee, the hometown guy. Yeah, not really. decimated Kofi Kingston. Annihilation, decimation, and more of the same tonight. Deja vu for everybody witnessing what the Almighty is doing right now. The all-time... I mean, Keith Lee, his point's not even covering up. But I, you, honestly, I'm, I'm thinking maybe Keith Lee might have stepped into something he was not prepared for. Running spear right to the gut, that shoulder driving all the way through. And MVP is enjoying every moment of this out here beside us. Taunting the WWE Universe. Lee sent to the outside. He's still on his feet, but certainly dazed and confused. And as much as Keith Lee can take, Lashley is more than happy to continue dishing it out. That's an important factor. He's taken on giants in Drew McIntyre. He's been unafraid to go toe-to-toe. -to -toe. Oh, biggest in the best. Look at uh, this. I'm not sure Lashley, Lashley can muscle up Keith Lee. Oh, he sure did. A great escape by Lee. And Bobby Lashley face first. Oh, Lashley caught between Keith Lee and a hard place. Beer to the cover. Why does Vince hate NXT? Why is it that when NXT stars come to the WWE, a lot of them are just set to the side? I understand as a wrestling fan that everyone can't get over. Everyone is not destined for the WWE championship or any of the championships, women or men. I understand that. Everyone can't be the champion. I just think that if you're Triple H deep down, wherever you're flying to, wherever you are in the office, you have to be pissed. You're trying to build something with this NXT brand. It's not just a transition brand for Raw and SmackDown at times. NXT now, the guys are staying longer because they appreciate it because of the travel. Uh, you don't see Tommaso Ciampa or you don't see Gargano on those guys moving around from Raw to SmackDown. They like it because it's good for their body. They are clearly in a position where they are happy with NXT and that brand. And is it a winning brand? Well, it wasn't against AEW. I understand that. But if you're Vince McMahon, why do you look at 
NXT as something less than. If you're Triple H, you're pissed. Now, here's the thing. Is there heat? As Austin Idol would say, is there heat, brother? Is there heat between Triple H and Vince McMahon? Is that the match we're going to see at Smack, uh, in, on SummerSlam or WrestleMania next year? Because even though Triple H won't say it, I'll say it for him. It sucks that you're trying to build something and Vince McMahon comes across in the sandcastle and stomps it out. You're building a, a brand and he is putting his foot on it and saying it's not good enough. The wrestlers in your company, uh, your NXT brand is not good enough. How uh, The thing I don't get is... I understand that for Vince, Raw's number one, SmackDown's number two. I understand that. But it's still under your brand. It's still your company. You don't just snuff out NXT as if it's the ECW WWE brand. That's what it feels like to me. He looks at NXT as like, well, hell, NXT is not a winning product. Maybe I should put on the do-rag and put on the black sweatshirt and black jeans and become champion again. NXT is not the ECW brand of WWE. It's not that at all. What's going to be next? Are we going to see zombies coming out? Is a zombie going to wrestle on NXT? We always saw it on on the, the on Raw, right? Didn't we see that on a pay-per-view zombie? So as are we going to see this NXT now? Again, this should not be happening. If I'm Triple H, I'm pissed. But what do you do? That's your father-in-law. He's a chairman of the board. Do you say, hey, you know what? I'm building something here. Why are you shitting on my wrestlers? Why do you believe that Karrion Cross, my NXT champion, needs to lose a match in three minutes against Jeff Hardy when you have all these other wrestlers in the back that are a part of the Raw brand? Why my guys? Why do you set my guys aside? If I'm Triple H, that's a conversation I'm having with the father-in-law, the chairman of the board. Now, again, Vince is the audience of one. But, again, think about if you're in Triple H's shoes. Whether you like NXT or not, whether you think AEW or New Japan or whatever is better than NXT, that's beside the point. Think if it's you. You're building something. You're building a brand that has popularity, by the way. People like the NXT brand. The numbers show it every single week. And yet... Your father-in-law says, I like some of your wrestlers to be on Raw and SmackDown so they can pretty much bump and feed and lose to my Raw wrestlers. Now, I don't mind change. It changes should have happened a long time with Raw to bring new faces in. Usually you saw those new faces after WrestleMania. You remember this, right? As a wrestling fan, usually you would see new wrestlers come out of nowhere from other brands and they would be on Raw the day after WrestleMania. It's like, okay, that's fresh. Or Royal Rumble. New faces. There's nothing wrong with that. But this infusion of talent, like a Keith Lee who's been on the shelf, gets set aside. That could have been a, a pay-per-view or a major main event on Monday Night Raw. A competitive match. More so than the announcers shitting on Keith Lee. Did you hear that? Why did that happen? They set him aside like, oh, you know, he's not prepared. He's not in shape. Did you hear that that commentary? Like, why do that to Keith Lee? Why do that? Why bury the guy on commentary? If I'm Triple H, I'm pretty pissed off. He won't show it in like the conference calls or with media because he's too smooth for that. 
But I'm sure that he probably comes to his desk and like takes a, a left hand and wipes all the stuff off his desk in anger. Saying, well, why? Why my guys? You could choose anybody else, but why my guys? Don't understand that. And Monday Night Raw was the shits. Amazing how how good, how solid I thought the pay-per-view was for Money in the Bank. And then Monday Night Raw looks like that. Yes, I'm happy for Nikki Ash as she cashes in the Money in the Bank. That's great. That's great for her. I've always been a fan of hers. I just didn't expect a title change the next day after Charlotte Flair wins. I didn't know that Charlotte now is a transitional champion, but that's what happened. But I, I don't understand the, the thought process there. It doesn't make sense to me. Don't forget to follow along on Twitter and Instagram at WrestlingTWT. Let me get your feedback on this. If you're listening to this podcast 20 minutes in, 21 minutes in, Tell me where I'm wrong. Was that the right thing to do on Monday Night Raw for NXT wrestlers and if, in, uh, to be on Raw and get smashed? And the other question I would have for you is, if you are Paul Levesque, if you are Triple H, what are you doing? What are you thinking? You got to be thinking to yourself, wait a minute. I'm building a brand, and every time that my guys get the call up, they get smashed. That's not 100% of the time, but mostly... Yeah, they get they get pushed to the side or they're put on lesser shows or just disappear off of Raw and SmackDown. Hit me up on Wrestling TWT on Twitter and also on Instagram. I'd love to get your thoughts on that topic. But typical WWE, right? Two steps forward with the pay-per-view and three steps back. And why? Why is there a difference between the pay-per-view and Monday Night Raw or SmackDown? Vince freaking McMahon.